that morning, as the boats gently bobbed on the water, Arian had decided that he was going to go back to the Kinder Kingdom and tell Kester. But Kind Sophia knew that their next step was to take the White Crystal back to the Shadow Gnomes. The galley girls were only too happy to bring Kind Sophia back to the north shore of the Blue Lands. It was so nice to be back on board with the galley girls, and it was so nice to be sailing away from the White Lands once and for all. Although they were excited to be with the galley girls celebrating and sailing away from the White Lands, they did look back at the White Lands and think of Hilda and her friends, and they hoped that that new light that was rising over the White Lands meant that Yorn had changed. Still, they looked forwards, and they needed to stay focused. They knew they had a whole new challenge on their hands, and they were ready and eager to get going. "'We're going to miss you round here,' said Erin. "'You know you're both very welcome back here whenever you like.' "'Oh, Erin, we're going to miss you too, and all of you,' said Sophia. Kind Sophia hadn't yet thought that, of course, moving on meant saying goodbye to the galley girls. But that night... The galley girls threw them a going-away party, and what a party it was. There was all sorts of games and dancing about, and they jumped off the deck into the moonlit sea. They threw daggers at a target and wrote messages in bottles and watched them float out into the darkness. When all the merriment was over, and they were snuggled down in their bunks, they were surrounded by the soft sound of snoring of all of their friends. Kind Sophia knew they must drink it in. For tomorrow, who knows where they'd be. This was the safest they had felt in a very long while. That night they slept deeply, and they were woken from their sleep by the sound of Bronwyn's voice shouting, Land ahoy! Together with the rest of the girls, they scrambled up the ladder onto the main deck. There in front of them they saw it, the north shore of the Blue Lands, the beach the very place where they had first met the galley girls. Bronwyn threw anchor, and they got into the little boat and paddled back towards the shore. Unicorn jumped off the deck and swam. Look, said Erin when they had landed on the shore. I really am going to miss you, she said. Oh, and we're going to miss you too, said Sophia, flinging her arms around Erin and giving her a hug. Yeah, I'm going to miss you too, said Kai, a little more subdued. Look said Erin, peeling Sophia's arms from around her neck. There's no good getting sentimental. I've learnt that over the years, she said. I don't know where your journey's going to bring you, but I can tell you where we're going, just in case. There's a river. It runs right in between the blue and purple lands. We're going to take the boat up there, see how far inland we can get. Aye, but we won't make it as far as the green lands, that's for sure, she said. With that, Erin turned and started walking back towards the little boat that she had lain on the beach. All the galley girls were waving from the deck, and Sophia ran after Erin and hugged her one more time before she got in the boat. Erin, she said, Erin, it's too much. It feels so sad to be saying goodbye. I feel like, I feel like I am one of you, she said. Erin looked up and stared her in the eyes. Oh, Sophia, she said, there is no mistaking in it. You are a galley girl, she said. You've got to know that, Sophia. Deep in your heart, you've got to know it. She swallowed hard and began to paddle out towards the main ship. Kai came up to Sophia and took her by the hand. Let's go, he said. Don't look back. It only makes it harder. And so they walked up the beach hand in hand and they didn't look back. 
they looked forward. They looked at the blue lands in front of them, and they thought of all they still had to do. They could hear the reassuring sound of unicorns' feet following them. They found their way back to the tunnel, where the shadow gnomes lived. But this time, when they walked into the dark tunnel, it wasn't dark. The light that the white crystal emitted was so bright that they could see everything. As they walked, they saw details that they hadn't before, and when they approached the place where the shadow gnomes were, there was no shadows at all. Ugh, what's that light? they heard a voice say. Who's that coming in here with their light, wrecking our shadows? How rude, said another. <gasps> Wait a minute, said another gnome. What if it's that girl and her crystal? It's probably not, but what if she's actually done it and come back? Then three little noses and six little eyes popped out from over the rock. Hello, said Sophia. It's us and we're back. And guess what? We have got the white crystal. Now, can we swap it for your blue one? She said. One of the gnomes walked forward and sneezed. Achoo! My goodness me, that's so bright it made my nose tickle, it said. Here, lads, we think it's the real one. The real white crystal, can you believe it? Just a moment, he said to Sophia. We'll go get the blue one. Right you are then, said another voice, and there was a pitter-patter of damp feet as it went to collect the blue crystal. It came forward and it swapped the crystal with Sophia, making very sure not to touch her and not to hurt its own hands. It was funny, but next to the white crystal, the blue crystal seemed a little dull in comparison. As the gnome grabbed the crystal, it turned its eyes away, for it was so bright that when it was directly looked at, it made him blink. After a few seconds of holding the white crystal, the gnome began to feel its power. Ooh-hoo-hoo-hoo! It said, My goodness me, whatever was put in that, you can tell it's the real deal. That's all I'm saying, lads, it said. Oh, yes, thank you. We'll have this one any day. The other gnomes wanted to touch it too, and they too hollered and whooped and giggled when they touched it. Mighty fine, mighty fine. Good work, little girl, they said. Sophia wasn't really up for much chit-chat. She just wanted to get on with the quest. Right then, she said. Are we all happy with that? Madam, said one of the gnomes, we could not be happier. You are some brave lassie and so's your friend here. Thank you then, she said. Goodbye. Goodbye, my dear, they said. Good luck and enjoy your crystal. And with that, Kai, Sophia and Unicorn walked out of the tunnel. By the time they had come out of the tunnel, night had fallen, but the blue light from the crystal was enough to light the way. But they hadn't been walking long when the light from the blue crystal seemed to be a little fainter than before. It might just be me, said Sophia, but does anybody else think that the light from the crystal is, well, a little fainter than it was before? Now you say it, said Guy. I did think the same, I just didn't want to mention it. Just to be sure, they continued to walk on, but after a while it was clear. The further they went, the fainter the crystal got. There definitely is something wrong, said Sophia. What should we do? Maybe we should take it to the crystal chemist, said Kai. Maybe he could help. Maybe there's just something wrong with it, he said. Kai, that's a great idea, said Sophia. Unicorn, could you show us the way back to the crystal chemist's house? Unicorn said nothing, but began to lead the way. It wasn't a short walk, but Unicorn led them the whole way back to the hut. 
When they got there, they could see the light flickering out of his windows, and they walked up to his door and they knocked. They were greeted with the familiar sound of lots of locks being undone one after another, and then he poked his nose out of the crack. Hello, they heard a voice say. Who is it, calling at this time of night? Hello, said Sophia. It's me, Sophia. Do you remember us, Kai, Sophia and Unicorn? Yes, I do, said the crystal chemist. What are you doing here at this time of night, he said. There was a clinking of the vinyl lock and he opened the door. Excuse me, uh, come in, come in, he said. I'm just a little bit tired. I was doing some very focused work there, he said. How are you all? They all came into his very cluttered crystal lab and they told him of their story. They told him of their adventures in the White Land and how they got the White Crystal and how they swapped it with the Shadow Gnomes and how they managed to get a Blue Crystal. My goodness me, he said listening. I don't believe it. You actually went to the White Lands and you took Yorn's crystal. How is it possible? Look, I knew him once, but he's a very different person now to the person I once knew. He's the exact example of what happens when the wrong power ends up in the wrong person's hands, said the crystal chemist. But look, what can I do for you, he said. Well, said Sophia, look, and she took the crystal from Kai's hand. This is the blue crystal, the blue crystal, but it's losing its brightness. Is there anything we can do? Is there something wrong with it? Is it unwell? Can we fix it, she said. Hmm, said the crystal chemist. Most unusual. Let me have a look, he said, and he picked it up and turned it over in his own hands. After some intense staring and a long pause, he held it up to the light. Well, I'm afraid to say that that is some shoddy work, he said. Definitely not one of mine. I mean, look at it. What do you mean, said Sophia? We thought it was the blue crystal. The blue crystal. The shadow gnomes told us they found it in the river and we thought it was one that you had made, the one you lost. <sighs> nope, definitely not my work. I mean, look at it, he said. Totally shoddy work. Now, I'd have to do tests to be totally sure. But from what I can see, I think they've just added blue dye. It's not even a blue crystal. Anyone selling that as a blue crystal to you? I'm afraid I stopped you. Oh, dear, said Sophia. What will we do? Well, said the chemist, of course, it's none of my business. But if it was me, well, I think I'd suggest marching straight back to those tunnel gnomes and demanding the real one. And if they don't have it, then I think I'd take that white crystal back. Well, then, said Sophia, we must go at once. This wasn't something that could wait. And so, in the depth of the night, Kai and Sophia and Unicorn, despite being tired, set on their way back to the tunnel gnomes. This time, when they arrived back at the tunnel, they decided to go in quietly. As they crept in the tunnel with their light hidden, they heard the gnomes talking and giggling. My goodness, said one of them. I can't actually believe it worked. I mean, there was one moment there where I really thought she was unto us and we thought we was going to get busted. But the old switcheroo, it worked. I know, said another. We're going to be so wretch. Although, don't know if you feel the same as me, but I rather like this white crystal. I don't really fancy giving it back to your now I've had my fingers on it, it said. Sophia could hardly believe what she was hearing and she burst forward. Excuse me, she said. How dare you? How dare you do this to us? We went all the way to the White Lands and we risked 
everything for that white crystal just for you. And you tricked us? And you were going to give it back to him? How dare you? She said. I've taken this blue crystal to the crystal chemist and he has told me it's not the blue one. So hand it over. Now, she said with her hand outstretched. The three little gnomes darted behind a rock. Please, miss, they said. Please, miss, don't hurt us. Don't hurt us, they whimpered. I won't hurt you, said Sophia, but you've got some explaining to do. Please, miss, they said. You see, the thing is, every year Yorn sends someone out to us. The gnomes, the goblins and dwarves and like. And every year they tells us that if if ever his crystal goes missing and we find it and we return it to him, well, we get a reward beyond our wildest dreams. And well, when you came in here asking for the blue crystal and you didn't need the white one, it was too tempting, miss. It was too tempting. We thought if we got you to go and take it from him and bring it back, we could return it to him and we'd get a reward. Beyond our wildest dreams, though, miss. Anyone would have done it in our situation. Well, said Sophia, I've got a good mind to take the real blue crystal and the white one with me. You don't deserve it, she said. Oh, please, miss, begged the gnomes. Don't take our light. You'd leave us here in the darkness forever. No feelings, no life, no nothing. You're a good girl. I can tell that. Don't, don't take it, they pleaded. Sophia paused for a moment and then she said, I don't need your pathetic blue crystal, she said. Even if it is a real blue crystal, I'm going to find the real one. Not the chemist made one, the one that's made by the earth. And as for this, she said, throwing the crystal that they'd given her back, well, you can keep that too, it's rubbish, it clearly doesn't work. But I will be taking the white crystal, she went on. I can't leave it here with you. If I leave it with you, you'll give it back to Yawn, and then everything, everything we have done will be lost and for nothing. She snatched the white crystal from them and glared at them. Goodbye, she said. And then she stomped out of the tunnel with Kai and Unicorn coming behind her. As they stepped out into the cold night, they couldn't help but feel deflated. Deflated that they had been cheated and nearly lost everything that they had worked for. When they arrived back at the crystal chemist, he was hopping with excitement as he saw the glow of the white crystal coming through the door. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, he said. Is it really it? Is it really the white crystal? I've always wanted to see this, he said. Now I shouldn't boast, because you know, he's not exactly the nicest fellow, but... I did teach him all he knows, you know. He learned all his tricks from me. But like I said, I shouldn't boast. He's not a nice fellow. But look, can I just hold it? Can I Can I look at it? He said. He took it from Sophia's hand and he held it a while. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This guy knows what he's doing. He said. Oh my goodness me, this is amazing. Ooh, but I must put it down before it goes to my head. He said and he quickly put it down on the side. Excuse me, said Kai, when the crystal chemist had calmed down. But I have to ask you, do you know where we might find the real blue crystal? And with all respect, I mean real as in the one that the earth has made, not you or anyone else. Yes, now that's a hard one, said the chemist. Now I don't know, and I really don't know, but I have always wondered what makes the blue lake so blue, he said. Now I only suggest this because I've been there at night, you know. 
and even when it's dark, the lake still glows a brilliant blue. Well, this sounds amazing, said Kai. How do we get there? Oh, that's easy, said the crystal chemist. You just follow the path that goes round Indigo Mountain, and it's there on the other side. You'll spot it. There's no mistaking which one's the blue lake, he said. But look, you're not going to go tonight, are you, he said. Stay here the night. Plus, on a selfish note, I would very much like just one night with that wire crystal to truly examine my ex-student's work. They were all exhausted, and so they accepted his invitation to stay. But somehow, maybe it was because they had been cheated by the gnomes, but they felt uneasy about leaving him alone with the crystal all night. So they decided to stay not in the little cave behind the waterfall, but there in the hut with him. And they took it in turns to sleep, always one of them being awake and keeping an eye. In the morning, Sophia asked for the crystal back, and he popped it in its leather pouch and handed it back to her. But just as she was leaving, she turned around and looked at him. She had noticed that this morning there was something a bit off about the chemist. He was a bit jumpy and shifty. You've taken a piece, haven't you? she said, looking at him. What? Hm? A piece of what? said the crystal chemist. You've taken a piece of the white crystal, haven't you? said Sophia, staring at him. The crystal chemist thought about lying, but he could tell that wouldn't get past Sophia. Look, he said, I took the teeniest bit, like really the teeniest bit. Besides, I thought it was a fair swap. I mean, I did give you some pieces of my crystals, he said. I just wanted to have a real good look at it, a real examining, get to know his work a bit better. I feel so mean saying this, said Sophia, and it's terribly unfair, but I can't let you keep it she said. I have seen firsthand what this crystal can do, and I can't let that happen to you, crystal chemist, and I certainly can't let it happen to Aralan. He sighed and looked sad for a moment, but he knew she was right, and he handed it over, and they said their goodbyes, and he waved at them as they walked away. It was fresh in the morning air, and the walk around the west side of Indigo Mountain was not so hard. And when they got there, and they rounded the bend, they saw in front of them a bright blue lake, so blue it seemed to glow, so blue that they knew without a shadow of a doubt that they were in the right place.